What's up, Barbell Project? This is episode number 53 with John and Grayson, and we're answering your Barbell questions. Um, remember, pay the fee. The fee is for you to share the show. Um, if you like the information, if the information was useful, if you thought something was funny, um, just you sharing the show helps the show, helps spread Barbell, helps, you know, grow Barbell. Um, just in totality. So that's your fee. It's, we don't, I don't smother you with advertisements in the beginning. I, instead, we ask you pay your fee because the show is free and share the show. All right. Enjoy. I think then um, anybody I can put a name to to promote our sport. The archer who owns all the world records, John Demmer III. You know, the more difficult a thing is, the more important the mental game becomes. I, I didn't eat any supper yet either. How about you guys? It. You guys eat yet? I didn't eat. Oh, that. you know, uh, I, I have some crunch berries. Grayson oh. Parlow. It's like me taking three or four years off your eyes, just because I weakened that prescription in the shooting eye. And don't put everything into my shot that I should that I get a lot of drop on those heavy arrows and dropping all the way down. He said, well, you might want to think about going to a lighter arrow in the spring water. And that's what got that started. Last night, we were talking about the wind that came through. We had five yeah. phone calls in like two hours. Yeah. But we literally were just going from call to call to call to call to call. And then obviously we had that big fire on Saturday. You saw that. That was crazy. Yeah, that looked like a banger. Dude, it was crazy. Actually, I could probably... Um, I could probably, what can I do? I can share this video. Um, I'll share a picture so people can see it because they don't get to see that stuff. They don't get to see, oh, oh, Bluetooth isn't on, that's why. Um, yeah, it was, I mean, the building, that building is 50 yards wide, 100 yards long. So that whole back side of the building burned completely and it had rolls of like it had big aluminum rolls that had plastic filament in between it you know what i mean yeah and so like that stuff caught fire i don't know if this is going there it goes um the the plastic was just burning around it and it was just crazy here i'm gonna i'm gonna share this video quick for the people who are watching just so you can get a, a just a, a scooch of what actually happened can you see that dude yeah i can see it were you the right there what what'd you say grayson were you the first do engine correct i actually have a picture of us i'll share i'll share that with you quick um it's actually these pictures, the resident who um, lives right across the street snapped this photo of our engine, like right as we pulled in, just to give you an idea like what we saw. Second. Check this out. That's what we pulled into. Wow. Yeah, that's our engine right there. And that's that's, that's the second me. alarm immediately something like that. 
Uh, yeah, we went third alarm right away. And a bunch of special requests and stuff. So, but yeah, that's what we pulled into. And then, believe it or not, this part right here. So it actually looks like that part's burning. Like it looks like, but if I if I draw a line here, you can this part right here, we save. Yeah, that's the roof okay. line right there. That's the roof line there, there and there. Saved it. Yeah, we save that. So, I mean, you got to look at that. You, you see that much fire, though. You have to think that, you know, that thing had a major head start. I mean, obviously, we're defensive right away. So, but yeah, I mean, between that, 12 hours and then the stupid winds that came through last night, I mean, it's crazy. I don't know. It's like it goes where we have nothing for a couple of weeks and then it just goes, it goes absolutely crazy in like a week's time. So, yeah. Well, anyway, enough of all that nonsense. So, you, how'd your league go tonight? It was okay. Um, uh, some of the shots just were not good. I um, I tried to shoot in. Uh, this may sound like an excuse, but whatever. I shot in um, my uh, Hoka running shoes. They have a lot of cushion. Oh, I feel yeah. like I was just rocking back and forth the whole night. Yeah. And it was really weird. My float was like all place and that normally doesn't happen. So I'm going to blame it on the shoes. And I will, will not be wearing those again. No, I thoroughly believe in wearing a minimalist shoe. Like, yeah. like a, a Chuck Taylor, like a Converse um, or a minimalist, like a, we buy them for like the, the CrossFit weightlifting stuff, but they're yeah. like, you know, something like that. That's there's no heat. There's no raised heel. It's, you know, yeah. or something like that for sure. Um, something flat and hard, really, because mm -hmm. I don't know. A Frederick Lundmark in Sweden, he says he shoots in Hoka's all the time and he likes them. But for me, I just felt like I was just rocking back and forth on that phone. So mm. I don't know. I, I'm just yeah. I'm not going to again. Yeah, I, I think um, I don't. I think I mean, it's going to be different for everyone. I mean, I, I would think that if he shoots in them all the time. That'll be fine. You know, yeah. we got a series of questions here. Um, for those of you who are listening, this is going to be episode 53. This is some bourbon and barebo discussion with Grayson, except I'm the only one drinking the bourbon because he's a loser. Now, just actually, no, you're not. You're a winner, literally the <laughs> champion. But this is your morning and this is my night. So it is what it is. I'll switch to bourbon around midnight. So, in other words, noon. <laughs> well, it's my one day off. I work like eight in a row. So, uh, going to enjoy tonight and have a glass of bourbon, make some dinner here soon, and heading to Ohio in the morning. I'm hoping to shoot with um, Calvin Smock and Bill Hunter up there. Oh, nice. Uh, maybe Thursday. I don't know. And anyone in Ohio, if you're near like Youngstown, in between Youngstown and Cleveland, Maybe if you want to shoot Saturday, send me a message. I'm looking for a place to shoot. So I like uh, Ohio Premier Archery. It's in Middlefield. I don't know if that's close to anybody, hmm. but it's a place. So anybody wants to shoot, let me know. Nice. Good stuff. Never been there. Uh, I take it you're going with a significant other. That's where you're headed? Yeah, yeah we're finishing up uh, wedding planning and all that. So we have half a dozen appointments we have to hit. Is that where is that where the wedding is in Ohio? Yeah. 
Nice. Good deal. You coming? Huh? Not invited. <laughs> not invited. Um, no, I am not uh, not coming to Ohio for a wedding. I don't go to Ohio on purpose for much of anything. So anyway, so we'll get started here and 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 go through some of these questions. Um, Tell John to join in. I, he yeah, John, why don't you join in? Oh, He's probably sitting there like with the phone by his ear with it turned down all the way. Yeah. Taking care of uh, people. Um, all right. So we're going to go through some questions here. Uh, it, for those of you who honestly, since day one, this same question has been pinned in the, in the Facebook group for like ever. And it's like one of those, you know, if you had a bare bow question, what is it? Or what is it? And there's, I don't know, there's like 200 and some comments, um, the questions I pulled from, not going to lie, we just went through, scrolled through the whole multiple hundreds of questions there and then found a screenshot of like four that were like really good. Um, they're two years old, though. They are two years old, though. And, but they're good questions, which is why we picked them. So um, we're just going to kind of run with it. And it is what it is, you know. Um, so a question, first one, and Grayson, these are all for you. Um, really but i'm they're they're i'll chime in a little bit but these are for you so um martin dragon had a question and he wanted to know um how to shoot a lot and not overtrain or get injured um via number of arrows spts rest days maybe not combined with physical training recovery and stuff like that um i know you know, you probably have to juggle that a little bit because you take periods of time off or I should say have in the past. So how do you juggle that when you come back? Like what's your what's your process of of juggling, getting back into or trying to get to shooting shape? Uh, well, even if I'm not shooting, I'm always in the gym doing a little something. So I'm you know, somewhat in physical shape at all times. Mm -hmm. and I don't shoot very heavy I don't shoot 45 pounds or anything like that so it's it's not difficult for me to come back and you know shoot a 36 pound setup I just can't shoot it for very long in the beginning so when I come back I'll start slow 30 arrows max and not scoring the first time um and just go from there just build it up slowly I'm still not quite back to like what I would consider full strength I'm still a little shaky and I get a little fatigued. Um, I'm pretty close. It's not really bothering me, but it, the feel is not exactly how I want it yet. Oh, okay. um, as far as like not getting injured, just, I don't know, be in good alignment, um, pull the right way. Um, don't overdo it. You know, you listen to your body. If you feel sore, then stop. You know, there's a lot of people who will say pull the right way means you have to pull how they pull <laughs> there's a lot of different uh there's a lot of different methodologies out there to say pull the right way you know what i mean um i, I you know to be honest i don't even know if i pull the right way I, I know i pull in a way that doesn't hurt me and when i'm at full strength i can shoot two or three hundred arrows a day back to back to back to back um like lancaster normally i'll probably shoot uh, 60 to 120 arrows a day, every day before I go up, you know, for a uh, couple days before, 
And then normally that Thursday, I'll go in there and shoot like 250 arrows, just messing around on the practice range with everyone. And then throughout the tournament and practice, uh, that weekend I'll probably shoot 600 arrows. It, it's a lot. And, it you know, I don't feel super tired during the tournament or anything. Um, hmm. Yeah. I don't shoot heavy weight, so maybe that has something to do with it. I would and think. I'm relatively strong and big, so maybe that has something to do with it too. Yeah, it probably does. I mean, you definitely um, have a, a physical fitness-oriented approach to life, and that's got to carry over to your um, your ability to, I guess, get adjusted early on, for sure. Yeah. Um, it's definitely a backwards philosophy to like a training regimen not only what what like i will teach for someone who is shooting all of the time and is ramping up like you never it's called periodization um and that's it's a huge deal in like the performance sports like crossfit and olympic weightlifting powerlifting stuff like that where where you taper down as you get closer to allow your body to heal but I would like to think that in your situation, I know John does something very similar. You guys shoot so much to prepare that you don't really get your, you're already conditioned, you know, maybe not perfectly, but if you're used to shooting a hundred arrows a day or whatever, you know, having to prepare and shoot a couple hundred arrows for, for a tournament, a two day tournament is nothing, you know? So. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's good. Yeah, probably shooting hundreds arrows back to back when I'm in shape right um, now I think if you shoot heavyweight Olympic recurve it's probably a different ball game because that's way more of like a true athletic endeavor compared right. to what I you know shooting 36 pounds you know it's it's not the same as what they do no. so yeah. well read the question again do we answer everything uh, I would say so just about not overtraining and, and avoiding getting injured number of arrows SBTs, rest days, um, and how to combine it with physical training. So I guess that's a thing. Are you exercising as much right now while you're shooting and getting ready? Or is that really, does that get dialed back a little bit during archery season, specifically indoor? Um, I would say no, I will not lift. No, but I, I will not lift heavy the day of or the day before a tournament um i'm not going to go out and do like a hundred burpees you know yeah. the morning of a tournament or yeah. the evening before i have to go shoot in the morning so just be smart about it um like before nationals this year uh, i worked out before i went but it was just like a, a quick 5k and you know push-ups sit-ups playing stuff like that i won't go lift in the gym very heavy before i go shoot upper body at least right um that's a good that's a good answer for that um for sure and i guess recovery do you give yourself maybe do you get try to give yourself you just cut you scale back what you're doing but do you give yourself any kind of recovery prepare in preparation for a tournament you just kind of go off a of feel you feel like you're ready you're good or what i guess it depends um i would say most of my you know, career, I've just been kind of winging it because uh, I've always come back to it at different times of the year and I'm always getting into shape at different times. Mm -hmm. So if I need the volume going into the tournament, 
I'll just shoot until I feel like my shot is where it needs to be. Um, if I'm already kind of in shape, then I won't have to shoot as much going into it. And yeah, I will take a little bit more rest right before. But if I need to work, then I'll, I'm going to work. Right. All right. I feel like I'm a great person to answer these questions because my schedule, my shooting schedule is so irregular or has been in the past. Yeah. Um, Yes and hopefully no. forward, get more dialed in i've got the you know, the full range in the basement now so hopefully i can stick with it and now i've got plenty of room outside to shoot so i'm hoping to stay in shape pretty much year round now good we look forward to seeing you shooting outdoors with you target nationals is an absolute blast so it's yeah i'm looking forward to uh to that this year for sure i heard like, i shot 50 meters a couple days ago i guess playing with uh the hoyt epic and I'm definitely missing 50 meters right now. Like it's all. Yeah. It's, I like 50. I um, I shot it maybe the four tournaments two yeah. years ago. Maybe yeah. I can't remember two or three. But yeah, I mean, I, I shot it pretty well. It was it was fun, and I really like 50 meters. Um, when the weather's good, I shot in some bad weather a couple times, but it, it was definitely a learning experience. Yeah, you need to. First time weather. you shot 50 meters? Do I? Is that the first time you shot official 50 meters in a tournament? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, the first time um, I was started off strong and then rain hit and I wasn't using my binos or anything. I just shot my six shots yeah. and I had a group down in like the three ring. It was like this. <laughs> I thought they were all good shots, but I, you know, I wasn't aware that the rain would have that much of an effect on the arrows. It was raining so hard that they ended up calling the tournament about halfway through. Um, wow. And the next one, the next three, or the, the last three, I shot two 660-somethings and then a 655 or you know, something like that. But they, they were all pretty good. Um, I had fun with it, and I'm looking forward to getting back into it. Yeah, I would say so. You're shooting 650, 660s in tournaments, and that's, uh, that's some solid uh, – 50 meter up oh, the second hand nancy is here everyone stand by we'll wait for uh for john to log in second hand nancy we'll wait for uh oh john to log in. gotta mute that background yep mm -hmm. yeah um, i was I, I had to play it to see if you were talking smack before i logged in always um you you logged in at a good time because we're going on to question number two so you ready to up oh, twisted tea nope um, um keeping it clean i have the white claws in the fridge <laughs> <laughs> um then this one's a good question um because i don't i don't know if it's actually a topic we've ever really discussed um exercises for building mental stamina so maybe things that you guys do that help you just, you know, probably just aim better, stuff like that. You've been doing it for so long. Or are there things maybe you did early on that you don't maybe, maybe you don't need now, but mental stamina, exercises for building mental stamina, anything, anything in regards to that that you guys would like to share? You go ahead, John. Uh, mental stamina? I, pretty much the only thing I do, they, they could probably classify that as draw holds. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, it's physical, but it's also mental, um, mental of not, you know, ingraining that in the back of your head that you don't shoot every time the arrow hits the gold or whatever your, you know, your end goal is for aiming. Um, and it's pretty much, pretty much the only mental, uh, training I do. And then sometimes I'll try to mind screw myself saying, you know, I got to get, you know, I got to shoot it next to, to Ty Grayson or something on this arrow or I suck. <laughs> I do. it's not it's not something uh, most people will suggest to do but i'll do it once in a while <laughs> yeah i'll do it i mean put the pressure on myself you know yeah you know, i have to end here or i suck or you know i'm gonna lose everything it, it doesn't really mean anything but you know it kind of messes with your mind a little bit no that's good do you think that the whole mental stamina thing do you uh, Grace, I don't think you shot archery abroad. You shot one, but not, yeah, not frequently. Do you do you guys think that that archery abroad stuff, shooting the live feed stuff, has some kind of build up, some kind of help with the mental stamina stuff? I mean, are you talking mental stamina like like discipline, or are you talking about just being able to stay engaged long periods of time? Like, I don't know. It probably could qualify as both. I mean, it just says mental stamina i'd like to think that like putting yourself in those we'll call them pressure situations for lack of a better descriptive term but you know that's got to build some kind of mental stamina wouldn't you think um and then you know exercises things maybe that build your your mental approach building your confidence your mental confidence your, you don't want to i don't know if you call it mental game i guess you could um like grayson for example you early on shoot close range um like a three spot correct uh no i just shoot maybe two three four yards away from the target and i'll aim it like old arrow hole um and the arrow will impact high i'll, I'll use my 20 yard crawl 18 meter crawl and i'll aim at the arrow hole and the arrow just impacts high and i just kind of run my shot um it, it it doesn't give you like a scoring result like a mm -hmm. you can't determine whether your shot was good based on the score so you, the only thing you have to go off of is how you executed the shot and that does a, a good job for me just kind of ingraining exactly how i want my shot to flow the timing and everything like that it gives me a good rhythm um just kind of ingrains the way i want the shot to work every time without worrying about the score but still aiming I think it's important to always aim because that's that's like the X factor in Barabo. That's what most people can't do is aim on the spot. So I always aim when I practice. That's good. I, I think that's similar to that 30X drill. You know, the idea of, of aiming to hit the X 30 times in a row. The same mental discipline it takes to, you know, to let that aim happen and finish the shot, stuff like that. It's kind of the same, same principle anyways. John, is anything else besides the draw holds that you want to, that you do besides, you know, you know, mentally putting yourself in situations where you feel a little bit of, um, you know, not pressure, but, you know, sense of importance for this arrow, stuff like that. Do you do anything like that? Uh, not, not a whole lot. I mean, yeah. a lot of that stuff is just kind of just things leading up and to the shoot or shot or whatever you want to you know, what you're placing the importance on um, would be like 
just normal basic stuff to help you make sure you're on the right path of like just a good tune you know uh, a setup that you're comfortable shooting and that you know you could trust time and time again um i'm still working on that right yeah yeah it's was that we we were discussing this a, a while ago like just uh like I, I go through two tunes every indoor season i'll go through the initial one where i'm starting up where you know forms a little sloppy and stuff and then uh once everything starts cleaning up i gotta switch up tune again and i'm on my second tune now so i'm i'm pretty good leading into the like the final eight stuff and yeah. uh yeah that's so i mean that's pretty much all i do for mental i i stanima i mean it's just shot to shot i mean you gotta engage and disengage yourself every time you know that's a, that's a good point though talking about the tune and and to, i guess to explain to people because i think that's going to be hard for some people to understand that you know how once you, well your bunch of bows tuned it's tuned and that's this that's sometimes the approach or maybe people don't ever get to that we'll call it a second tune they don't even get to that point um maybe they don't have the quite the consistency yet or something like that so you know just i know we've talked about it you're it's hard for us to look at wow you have a better tune than what that will make you shoot better than what you shot at lancaster but your shot process becomes smoother and more repeatable and you make less mistakes so you know you see changes enter a pattern that your tune changes in what way what things are changing for you to explain that the just a simple fact that like the fingers are working better um they're cleaner follow throughs cleaner everything gets a lot cleaner um you know the more you shoot you know it's like you take any kind of break when you first come back everything is a little catchy um so it's everything's gonna have different force on the arrow and poundage you might you might start off super low poundage because that's all you're, you're comfortable you know holding at that point in time and then the more you shoot and the more you you start getting back in the groove you might want to bump up poundage a little bit because now it's too easy and you need to feel a little bit more resistance so you're always pulling pretty good all right that's good i mean that's a great that's a great way to to talk about that specific topic um what john said about um engaging and disengaging is very important because tournaments are long i mean nationals i was not used to that uh, having shooting one in two years so you really have to focus on each shot and then you know when your end is over talk to people disengage you know have a good time but when it's time to go back up to the line you really have to focus on every shot so that, that, that's a good point you have to engage on every shot you have to make yourself do it couple bad shots here and there i mean it it really can ruin around that's john how he knows <laughs> i almost changed my name coming into it as in x nine zero um all right that's good thanks grayson for that that's that's like outstanding information so this one's more of a form related question um you guys you guys good to go on to the next question um all right so that last one was from daniel tibbles thank you for the uh danielle tibbles i'm sorry from Cowan Glassbury, Glastonbury. <laughs> Tips for getting a consistent head position and anchor. 
So obviously we're talking barebow. We're not talking Olympic. Um, anything that you guys specifically do or have done that have helped you gain that consistency in head position and anchor? Nose button. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, um, other than the nose button, um, <laughs> I, I mean, anchor, I like to use, you know, tip of my index finger on a hard point on the upper part of your jaw, the lower part moves. So I like the canine up here. Um, it's always worked well for me. And yeah, at this point, I've done it so many thousands of times it, it's just repeatable string um, blur. do i string blur string blur yeah um some people don't use it and those people are just idiots no, I, in my, I use it whatever <laughs> do whatever you gotta do um head position for me is is a big one i struggle with it i mean struggle i use that term loosely but yeah it it um that will affect me so when i do my if you watch me shoot you know i kind of do like a pre-draw like out here mm -hmm. so what i do is i try to i don't know how to describe it like my eye right here i'll try to put like on my forearm and i'll put my ear like in the like the crook of my elbow does that make sense i don't know if you've ever seen me do it but i mean it's you can still move your whole you know your arm and everything but the more points I have that I put in the same place every time, maybe it makes me more consistent. Um, and that's just one thing I tried to get the, like the head tilt angle down, like side to side. I mean, it, it is difficult to get it precise every time. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, John, how about yourself? Uh, it was easier. I would say for me a few years ago when pre 50 meter stuff, because I had a little bit higher anchor. And so I was basically getting my middle finger up here. And by doing that, I could actually get the string actually on the edge of my eyebrow. And so <clears throat> I would use the string on the edge of my eyebrow. I would still see the, um, uh, the string blur, you know, and this anchor. So that was three points that I could get my head in the same position every time. And you would definitely notice if you put the string here, one shot and here, one shot, you know, the different impact on, on the, uh, the target. Now, I'm down here, so it's a little bit harder. I got to be more cognizant of head position now. Um, I tend to do tipping too much or, or not enough, and that will kind of raise and lower my impact point uh, a little bit. Um, lately, I've been pretty good on it because my highs and lows have been really, really good. But I could easily put one into the eight ring high or low and have a great shot, and that's because you know you tip your head down a little bit. You tip your head down there, and you're like you're looking at the point of your arrow. If you tip your head down, it actually moves your point up. So then you actually bring come it back, bring it back down, and then you hit low. That's yeah. 100 true. Head tilt forward and back is a huge thing for up and down. Um, a lot of times, if I stay in the shot too long, I'll pull, pull, pull. My head will kind of come back a little bit. Mm -hmm. Take much to you know put one eight nine line or all the way into the eight. So yep. it's definitely something to keep an eye on. That's going to multiply at 50 meters then too, dramatically. 100%, yeah. That's a good point too that you made. So, and people should pay attention to that. The lower jaw, that idea like of a, a lower 
lower uh, eye tooth or down in, on the chin and um, those people that just, like advocate for lower anchors, you're, you're giving up some consistency or potential consistency in a couple of ways. One, lower anchor, you're going to see a, a bigger crawl typically, especially for like 18 meters. Um, and you're, you're giving up that movable part of your jaw and, and there's people that advocate for it, but go ahead. Potential because you, you can shoot it well if, if you're very on top of what you're doing and doing everything the same each time. I mean, some people do make it work. So it's not that you can't do it. Yeah. It's just, there might be a better way. Yeah. yeah you just got to be very cognizant that you're shutting your mouth the same every time. I mean, some like especially comes out to the 50 meter game. Um, there's some people shooting lighter poundage that they can't anchor on the upper part, right. or you know, or they're really short drawn, and and you know that's just the way they they, they are. They're built. Yeah, you just got to be very, you know, you just got to pay attention to how your mouth is shut every time because it's yeah. easy, it's easy to move it side to side a little bit. And, mm-hmm. Um. In regards to that, John, 50 meters, are you still able to get away with that upper anchor, that eye tooth? Um, 50 meters, are you so, a little bit lower? So, yeah, I got, I, for indoors, I like to come back above my canine. Mm-hmm. Um, when I'm down here, I can get, I get a little bit sloppier for indoors, whatever reason. But outdoors, if I could get away with it up here, I'm going to shoot it up there because it's mm-hmm. more consistent anchor for me. But if I have to, I'll drop it to right underneath. Like I'll uh, make sure my fingernails clean. It's clean enough, but I'll put my tooth like right here, right underneath my canine tooth. Like so, I'll just bury it right, right into that corner part. So a deep and hook I, I get is gonna have an effect easy. on that too. Yeah, it's got like I, I, where I start screwing up for fifty meters and indoors for whatever reason. Like I'll get lazy and I'll put like my tooth hanging here, and I'll put my finger here one time. I'll put it over here one time in out and, and side to side and hmm. it's just a little bit a little bit harder for me but you know if i can get away with it more for me on the outside of the tooth and i could bury it into like a, a corner somewhere perfect but if i have to hang it inside it it's a little bit more well, inconsistent i just got to be way more uh aware of where it's actually at so yeah. no that's good it makes you realize you have to do so many things perfect to shoot a 10. So whenever you shoot a 10, you did it right. Yeah. It's, it really isn't much. It's not even like a, like a millimeter on, on our busy, our business end for it to be, you know, back yeah. into the nine or eight ring down range. Yeah. No, that's, that's really, really good information. I don't think that's a topic that, or, or a detail that has ever come up in, in our conversations um what i was saying though like if you're somebody you know a lot of people automatically will reference olympic recurve or olympic recurve teachings as far as like where to set the hook on the fingers and stuff like that you know you're seeing people that set the the string out in front of um that first index or even a little bit further and when you when you do that i've seen mostly kids that i've worked with that get too far out in the hook and first of all, those nerve endings are out there and it makes that's, that's connected directly to your subconscious mind. So, I mean, it's just one of those things the, the deeper back you get it, it's, it's a little bit easier to control. At least I have found 
but also it's bringing that string a little bit further out on your anchor. If, so if you're anchoring at your eye tooth and you take that thing and you have a shallow hook, you see people that like really scrape the crap out of their lips and stuff like that, bottom lips. I've seen where a lot of times, not always, but a lot of times they end up having a shallow hook, but they're still trying to get that anchor. And that string's just sliding right off the fingers and then sliding right along their face. They don't, they don't realize they're like, oh, I'm hitting, I'm hitting my face, I'm hitting my lip, stuff like that. And then they go and they go to a deeper hook. Still can keep that same anchor, that high anchor or, or whatever they choose, um, but it'll get rid of that slap in the side of their face. Um, uh, or they're tilt, tilting their head in like this and that's coming in like everybody has their own way. I mean, everybody's facial features are different and all that stuff. So it's not necessarily going to be the same. It's definitely not a cookie cutter sport. You can't just teach it one way and say, this is the way to do it. But um, you two happen to be the most consistent that I personally know. So I definitely take every word that you say with, uh, with a level of importance. So Hope everybody else does as well, at least the archery related topics. Um, all right, well, one. go ahead. Head position. So yeah. if you watch me shoot, um, I do that pre-draw thing and I you know, try to set my, my head angle and everything. When I draw all the way back, I don't try to like move my head into the string at all. I set it here and then I try not to move it. So if you and that's not the only way to do it john hill kind of, i've seen him he'll kind of like come down into it a little bit he does it the same every time but for me it's easy if i kind of you know use my arm as a reference set the head looking at the target and don't move it or move it very minimally so just something to think about so back to the string blur thing that, that and it reminds me from what you just said grayson um and years past, in the very beginning, I didn't use it at all. Still shot decent scores in the first couple of years. Last summer, I really concentrated on it. Like, I, I played around with it before that. But last summer, I really, really concentrated on it. And it made a world of difference on my left and rights, especially at 50 meters. I think maybe 18 oh, years ago, I with it. What's that? I said, imagine that. I know. Should have listened, right? Um, I mean, I did listen. I just had a hard time doing it because of the where I was anchoring. and then. Um, but the one thing that I noticed that the lower I have to crawl, the fur, the further out my string goes, and it's really hard for me to pick up or have any kind of reference. So I like to try to keep my crawl up higher. The, the, the higher my crawl is it, that strings a little bit closer because of the angle of it, it brings it in closer to my plunger 50 meters, um, that far below the knock, you know, maybe a half inch. Mm, roughly half inch, three quarters of an inch below the knock and allows me to, to get that string blur. And then I don't have to move my head as much either. Um, or I, I try not to move my head at all so that I, ha I have a little bit more of a string blur. Like if I don't have to move my head and I'm on a higher crawl, hold on, my dog came in. If I have my crawls up a little bit higher, I don't have to move my head as much. When I come in the anchor, I actually can see it in reference to like the middle of the plunger roughly for me. But indoor, because I have a little bit more of a crawl, it takes it and sends it way out to the right. It's just, it's just the dynamic of the way that I shoot. Um, it's probably a disadvantage, to be honest with you, compared to like what you guys do. Where is your string blur in reference to your anchor, by the way, for indoor? Uh, 
normally I run it right along the arrow shaft. This year I've had to move it to the right a little bit. I don't know why, but it, it's right on the riser, like the right side of the riser, depending on where I'm shooting. So in my basement, um, I, I think I have pretty good lighting down there. I have these nice LED strips. So the lighting is good, but I have to run it um, to the just the outside of the riser. Um, at nationals or at my league, I run it right in the middle of the risers. So that's that's impressive, John. Where's yours at? Uh, outside edge of the riser. All right, good enough. I think that covers head position and anchor pretty well. Um, last question. Um, I would like to know how to reduce competition excitement. What is your approach to this problem? Um, I don't know. You guys still get some excitement, <clears throat> excitement out of competition, but just not nearly as much. I think there's some callous to it, which is why you don't, but maybe you can talk to, if you can remember like in the beginning or, you know, what is there things that you do repeatedly to help you deal with the excitement of competing, the excitement of a tournament or anything like that? Um. I now maybe there is a little bit of callus but yeah i still get amped up for them um not nearly like it was in the beginning i remember the the first tournament i ever went to um i met john there actually um i was sitting in the car and i was so nervous i was about to turn around and go home like i was not going to walk in the building but um it turned out to be you know, probably the best thing i ever did for my shooting because uh, i went in and met john and you know the rest is kind of history but um yeah early on I, it was definitely amped up and it just took a while uh, to get used to it it took failure it took you know accepting failure and moving forward with a plan to make myself better uh, to kind of work through that initial anxiety uh, i think everybody's anxious to do well at a tournament but you can't place too much emphasis or maybe hope on doing well all the time. Um, for me, I have to place the emphasis on, okay, I'm going to go in here and execute my shot. I uh, don't care where the arrow lands. I mean, I do, I really do care where it lands, but when I'm in the shot, I have to not care. I have to focus on executing the shot. So it's tough. I mean, there's no easy way to do it or, you know, everyone would. I, I don't know how to explain how it works for me, but that's just my experience. Yeah. Say, say you're a, a normal, like say USA archery indoor nationals. You had two rounds, two full rounds of shoot. Um, for you, you shot it two separate days. How many, how many ends do you think you shoot nervous um, now compared to say uh, early on? Like, uh, you know, five years ago, early on, every step I took in that building was nervous. You know, <laughs> so um, now I don't know. I mean, maybe still every end a little bit, but it's just so muted that I don't even. I mean, I still notice it, but it's it's nothing like it used to be, not even close. Because yeah, would... like you get nervous because you worry about failure. Maybe now, I, like I don't care about that. So it's like okay, you know, if I shoot a 300 today oh well i'm still gonna go home and you know hang out with my friends and my family talk to my fiance like it's gonna be a good day either way 
but before I was just placing too much emphasis on doing well and worrying about failing. I don't know if that makes any sense, but that's kind of the way it does. Yeah, that's it. Not worrying about failing or how you do. Um, It's not going to make you any more important of a person one way or the other. I think that helps to ease the stress a lot. Um, I would say now I'm nervous about one end. Like I could still feel a little shaky, not terrible. Um, About one end, maybe and maybe the last arrow. That's the only time I get super nervous anymore. Um, I was nervous for sure. Say that again. You broke up. uh, I was nervous the last end at nationals this year for sure because I was like, all right, this thing's pretty much in the bag. Just don't miss, you know. Yeah, I was pretty nervous going into it. I was like, all right, I'm going to buckle down here. I'm going to shoot good shots. And I can't remember what I shot. Maybe um, it had to be a 28 or a 29 because that's, I, I think I shot like nothing but that last day, nothing but 28s or 29s. Maybe uh, I think I won like 25 and won 27, but everything else was 28s and 29s. It didn't help that he was, you guys were, the, the group message going on throughout the entire time either and then this guy sends a, a, a picture of his target <laughs> i don't remember what the comment was after it was like oh or something like that i don't remember and i, I think both of us probably were like no it's all good though it's all in good fun and i gotta work on my mental stamina on that and <laughs> one end that one end and it's not the that you had of, nervous on that one it, it was so weird like it was just uh you know pull up and it was like all right i didn't pay attention too much to the um string blur the last couple ends let me or a couple ends prior and i'm like let me hunker down there and i get there i'm like okay good i get there i'm like yeah let's get that over there a little bit gone i was like crap <laughs> just veered off of my uh Go my on. routine but uh, to go back to like the um, uh, the nervousness and stuff, when I first started, um, I shot uh, IBO Open Worlds one year, and that was the first you know 3D tournament I've shot other than just local club shoots. And uh, I got paired up uh, the final day, and I spent the first uh, five minutes in the bathroom <laughs> up chucking. <laughs> so yeah i was pretty nervous in the beginning but um got got a little bit calloused uh pretty quick yeah i would say so but i mean your experiences helps a lot um you know and there's probably a level of experience like with that shot like you shared the picture of from nationals or like when you shot against Dilly and did a similar thing um, and you're like your heads to head, like, like it, it's, it happens. Like things happen. It is what it is. Shoot the next arrow as best you can. You'll never ever be able to, to move on and shoot that arrow to its fullest potential. If you can't leave go of the ones that you just shot, whether they were really, really good or not so good. Oh, there's, there's an yeah, I mean, camera moment. Oops. To everyone out there, like, it doesn't matter how you shoot. You know, I, I will still be your friend if, and I will talk to you unless you're a jerk. Um, yeah, it, it doesn't matter. Don't, 
don't worry about it so much. Don't place so much emphasis on doing well. You know, run your shot in practice, perfect your execution, and just try to execute in a tournament. Yeah. The results don't matter. I mean, they do. Don't get me wrong. We all want to win. I, I want to kick John's ass every time, but that's not realistic. So mm. place the, the emphasis on the right thing. Yeah, it's great advice. Yeah, there's not really any questions, just some fun comments, but your brother actually asked it a very, you know, it's a very specific question. So Brett said, I, at what point during a round do your nerves usually start to bother you? Is it probably, is it in the beginning? Is it, you know, practice goes well, first couple ends are shitty. What, what do you, what's your, what's your feelings there? Um, you know, anymore, I don't really get nervous for the first end. Um, you know, I just, I worry about executing my shot during practice and, you know, I just keep it going into the first end. Um, I'll get a little bit of nerves if I start to do like really, really well. Like if I'm on pace to shoot like, um, like a 290 or, you know, 290 half, uh, something silly, then yeah, I'll be like, all right, this is, this could be good. Don't, you know, F it up. Um, or if I shoot like a 25, I'm like, okay, you effed it up. Now you got to, <laughs> you have to shoot a couple more thirties to, to make up for it. That's funny. Or the... John, how about you? Do you, do you see it feeling nerves? Like, is there a specific point or is there, I know you said the lat, uh, lack the last arrow. Do you kind of get the same way? Like when you're really, it's not so much in the beginning, but more so like if you're working on like a really good half or a good round, does that when it, it sets in a little bit? Uh, mo it's just mostly the first end um, and it's not super nervous either it's just uh, just a little bit off of what everything else is um, like uh, going hill on the roller coaster yeah once you're down that first hill you're good to go yeah it's it's not like uh, it's not like oh my god like shaking or anything it's just like okay I lost a little feeling in my legs and a little feeling in my arms let's get through this end shoot for good form and the next end, it's all cleaned up. It's all, you know, you, you get you get all your feeling back, your legs, your arms, your fingers, everything is back to like it wasn't like it is in practice. Oh, that's good. Um, we we have one more question that popped up in the chat, and I think we'll just we'll kind of go after it. It's it's kind of a funny one actually. How do you block out your neighbors on the shooting line? I had a neighbor who talked through each shot. Um, Ryan Austerlis asked that question. I'll tell you this, Ryan, if you are seeing or hearing the people next to you, either you're too tense or you're just listening and paying attention to the wrong things. But um, do you guys have any advice on maybe how to avoid allowing that stuff to bother you? Is there something that you do or um, something like that? Well, first thing I would do is pick a venue that you have lots of space. Oh, yeah. Some yeah. some people cheat and shoot a, a place that has a lot of open area. I know Ken would really appreciate my comments on that one. Or uh, Trev, I mean. Um, <laughs> but, uh, like, Lancaster's pretty tight. So, like, we're really, really tight on our shooting lane. Like, if I stood sideways, probably the, my both shoulders would probably be touching both lines. Um, for something like that, I would, in the practice rounds, pay attention to what each neighbor does and how they shoot the bow. And if they do everything normal and everything is straight and nothing gets in your lane, then pretend like they're not even there because they're not even going to bother you. Like, 
you, I mean, you, you, you'll pick up that really quick. And once you get that down and you're like, okay, this one shoots normal. This one shoots normal. There's no like crazy bow arm flaring or anything. Just shoot, pretend they're not there. Yeah. That Try way if you, do, if you do see Sorry. someone flaring, if you do see someone flaring, then, then you just, you know, you got to do what you got to do and just pace yourself for them and mm-hmm. you know, r- run your normal shot off of that. Yeah. I've shot many times with um, Olympic archers with the V bars. You kind of have to time your shot based on them. Um, a lot of the venues I shoot locally here uh, for like USA archery tournaments are really tight. Like John, when we shoot at Ruth's, it's like a madhouse trying to get to yep. and from them. It's, it's tight up there. Um, so you kind of have to figure it out during the practice round, which way everybody's going to move getting to and from the line. You get up there, you see what your neighbors are doing. Like John said, if, if they're not coming into your lane, you're good to go. Just immerse yourself in your shot. Don't worry about them. Don't listen to them. I mean, unless it's in between your shot and you know, you're just talking back and forth, but when you're running your shot, don't worry about them. And if they do come into your lane, um, you know, try to time off their shot. Now, if they're actually like touching you with their equipment, maybe try to mention something to them. And I've never had to go past that. I've never had to like speak with a judge about it, but uh, that's always an option if, if you feel like you need to. This brings up an interesting shoot a one year, one year I was shooting next, a a gentleman recurve shooter. And, uh, I had Ben Rogers on my left and, uh, it was Ben, me, and an Olympic archer. Um, and the first end, I shot like one arrow, and then I waited two minutes to shoot my third, fourth, fifth. Um, and then it happened again. I shot one arrow fairly quick, and then I waited for like two minutes, and then shot my rest. And uh, Ben looks over at me. He's like, he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, just watch this. And so he stops. He didn't. He didn't shoot an arrow. And um, I shoot my one arrow. I stop and wait. And the guy loads his arrow on his bow. And the bow, the the top limb goes boop, every time. <laughs> ben looks over to me. He's like, he's like, you gotta be kidding me. I'm like, yeah, he shoots fast enough. And it ain't bothering me any. I got plenty of time. <laughs> but that was the guy that came over in his lane. And he didn't even know it. And I was like, meh, whatever. It's outdoor. I got like five air, five minutes to shoot six arrows. So it don't matter. That's funny you said that. I was gonna I was gonna say the same thing about the classic this year. I had that happen twice. And I and it nice, nice guy, brand new Olympic recurve shooter, but he was loading his bow this way with the clicker. So he was like sliding it in from the behind the clicker and then coming back. And he was tipping it over. Like so I'm at full draw and the limb was literally like in front of my sight window. He had no idea it was there. Tracy, I'll shoot next to Tracy Yost, Tracy Yost, and she was like, she was like, did you see that? I was like, yeah, the arrow's out in the five ring that I just shot. <laughs> yes, I saw. Was it. that a good? That was a normal shot, though. Man, I don't know why you're complaining. <laughs> no, unfortunately, it wasn't. It, and then it happened again, and then I said something to him. I said, hey, you know, and he was he was kind of like caught off. I was like, hey, I'm like, hey, I was like, just so you know, I was like. First time I didn't say anything. I was hoping you'd figure it out. Second time it happened. No big deal. Because I wasn't shooting that great anyway. Uh, but I said to him, <laughs> no big deal. But do me a favor. Pay attention to your top limb. When you're in a tournament, your space is here. That space, you know, and I was just very, you know, whatever about it. I didn't, it didn't bother me. 
um it did it did and that's my fault i should have left down and i didn't yeah i i, I left it concentration wasn't there full draw hey there's a lib you know it is what it is but it's one of those things smart. that it's a learning moment that's for sure what'd you say grayson i said that's not very smart no it was definitely <laughs> not a good decision definitely not a good he, decision. he turned around to the guy he's like do you know who i am no that definitely did not happen <laughs> i'm not that type of guy um but it was, it was still good it was a good experience <laughs> nonetheless and he ended up you know i think the whole second half he was he was good good about it so i mean it happens though you shot, it's gonna happen. it's gonna you happen shot a shot somebody else's limb in your sight picture yeah i left go you can ask tracy she saw it happen i was there aiming getting and that thing just came i didn't see it at first and then all of a sudden it was there and, it, and then the arrow was gone I, i've done dumb things too i remember um nfa nationals years ago i don't know if you remember this john yeah <laughs> I back and it felt weird i was like man is my crawl wrong so i'm at anchor pull it back look at it i'm like yeah it looks close put it back in you sound like a two or a three yeah it was stupid so we've all been how long ago was that that was a long time I, ago that was not good six years ago maybe five somewhere on there how long have you been in have been shooting barebow? That was my first year. Okay. First one, yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Shot yeah. The, you shot in the barebow class, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. I've been uh exactly last. So I think I shot it like <laughs> seventy for that day. I mean, it wasn't very good. So yeah, don't do that. If it feels wrong, <laughs> let it down. Good stuff. But, well, that's it, gentlemen. We're we kind of covered say, everything. The the people that come in your lane at tournaments, I would say for the most part, they don't know they're doing it. Yeah. So just be kind to them and let them know. Just help educate them. You know, help them learn what they're doing so they don't do it at this tournament and ones down the road. <laughs> and just be kind and explain like, hey, you know, you were kind of in my lane. Hey, this is the way it's supposed to work. It's not a big deal. I'm not worried about it. Just you know try to stay in your space yeah absolutely try to try to help them and educate them you know don't be a jerk about it that's it there's no more no more questions no more comments just uh just how many people you got watching what's that how many people you got watching 26 right now we're above that at one point 27 yeah Somewhere, I think we're we're in the high twenties of max so far. You got you got to start posting live in another in a better group, get some more viewers. Maybe maybe we should do that. I wonder if uh, wonder if uh, I forget it. I'm not gonna say it out loud. Say it to myself. Who, who say it's Ed, what's their what's their what's their alter egos? Ed and uh, what's the other one? Zach. Uh, Zach, yeah, Ed and Zach. We should do a live with them one time. That'd be fun. We could. I haven't talked to Zernzak in forever. Well, is he going to NFA? I don't think he is. I haven't heard anything about it. No. No. If he listens to this, Matt, I got one of the pushbacks. I got two of them, one for me and one for my brother. Those things are pretty nice. I'm probably going to use it for, you know, early season hunting and messing around with my hunting bow, but they're pretty nice. Alpha pack. The alpha pack. Yeah. 
Yeah, pushback. Pretty nice. Whatever it is, it's nice. My son confiscated mine, and then I got a new one. So thanks for that, Matt. You guys go check out the. Uh, while we're on the topic, go get check out the push archery and check out the uh, their quivers. They're they're pretty pretty awesome. While you're there, check out the JD three barebow class too. Check that out. The man, the myth, the legend gets to teach you barebow. No way. Bubba yeah, Bateman. That's got to be a Bateman. That's a Bubba. That's show, a that, bubba show that again. Show that again. That's a Bubba. That's nice. That is nice. Show the other one. Show the other one. That other one was pretty pretty sweet. I got a hip and a, hip and a field. Okay. That looks Man. wide. That looks a lot wider than that one that I have. That's awesome. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah, I got I to gotta treat them. I'll bring, I'm going to shoot one of those in NFA awesome man i know you were you've been looking for one so that other one's pretty sweet too it's a little old school that yeah that the other one but that's cool like the the target style quiver where the arrows point forward and it's just if you have the field style you're more apt to hit the people behind you or have them hit your arrows so i yep. like this of the field sometimes because it's smaller more minimal but the way the arrows point, it's a pain. Like tonight, my brother yanked down on one of my arrows with his release hand. As yeah, I, was... I, I remember doing that to you once at at Ruth's place, really tight one. quarters. And I shoot, and I go oh, to grab, right. I go grab another arrow, and all all I'm doing is come from here, shoot, and then I just go down to reach like this, and then boom, hits the arrow. Because yeah. like you got to be careful how those arrows point back. Um, like my hip quivers, what I try to do. Now, as I rotate it, every time I go to shoot, rotate it so the arrows are pointing straight, straight behind me. Yeah. Um, but that's really easy to, if you get the bad, you know, bad arrow holder to, for especially indoors, they point backwards and. Yeah. It is. I, I think I punctured my finger and bled, bled like two pints of blood when I shot with you. <laughs> I think you still shot like a five sixty something. So. <laughs> that's how that's how I took you down that day. <laughs> that's 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 good stuff i don't know i mean i like a field quiver personally but you do what you oh christian said they're called glory packs the glory packs <laughs> oh that guy oh um, they, they got a thigh strap are you using the thigh strap grayson or no christian does uh <laughs> maybe if i was climbing a tree you know in my lone wolf yeah i might but um just to wear around the range now yeah, I think it looks good. Not, I think it's a good. I mean, if you're climbing a tree, it's nice. It's not flapping around, but yeah, you can hold everything you need in that for early archery season, and it's it's money. I mean, it's like a better fanny pack, really. I won't. I wouldn't put arrows in it. Um, I'll put that in a bow quiver, but you know, you can carry your bow rope, a little saw, um, face mask, gloves. It's perfect. Snacks. It's an it's an upgraded man purse, is what it is. Yeah, I dig it. It's all good. All right, Frank, guys. I think we're done. Hold on. Oh. What um what are the details on this place we're staying at? Was um, that price per night or is, is that's that per night? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's per night for for the four of us. Yeah. Is that each person or total? No, that would be total. Okay. Each night. So total for all of us. Own, bro. It's really not that bad. I was surprised. Yes. How many 
Okay, we can talk about that after. Yeah, we'll talk about it later. No worries. Who's, One who's, more bringing, thing, the, who's bringing the glitter? I am. What arrows are you going to shoot, John? Uh, Adam, which bow? <laughs> uh, Grayson, which bow are you going to shoot? <laughs> I don't know, man. Not the one you want me to shoot, I tell you that. <laughs> but I've got um another Gelo coming and um that Hoyt that you or John sent me to play with and you know two other Gelos I'm kind of messing with. So I don't know. I'm gonna get a set of the new Uka limbs and see how they go. Seen like mixed reports on them. I, I really don't know what to expect, but I want to try them. I can't get the old ones anymore, and I want a, a new set. So we'll see. I haven't tested really anything in two years, so I've got a lot of work to do as far as testing. But um, I've decided I'm going to shoot tanks at nationals. Whether that's a good or bad decision, I don't know. If I shoot really, really well, it'll be a bad decision. If I shoot okay, <laughs> if I shoot really good, five tanks in a in a single spot is it's murder on my arrows so there's not a lot of room in that x-ring for five 23s no but if i shoot bad and spread them all around the target no big deal <laughs> well there's always the rz's they're in between yeah yeah i shot last time and i think had i shot the tanks i would have scored better slightly because I didn't shoot very well. So I probably would have caught, you know, it, all I needed was one more line because you know, I think I lost on X count yep. to Rick's. So, yeah, I, I didn't shoot great. So tanks might've given me one line out of the 120 arrows I shot. I don't know, uh, who knows, but yeah, I, I'm gonna shoot the tanks and whatever happens, happens. I'm gonna shoot the uh, flat lines for USA, uh, an old Easton arrow. Um, that's set up pretty good. It's shooting pretty good, and hopefully do well enough. I could sneak some Easton money as well <laughs> um, for indoor nationals. Uh, if I shoot bare bow, I'll just shoot the uh, the uh, the flat lines. If I shoot long bow, I'll shoot the twenty three fourteens with three hundred okay. grain points. I really wish we could shoot two classes there. That'd be so much fun. But the timing wouldn't work out for peer groups on the second day. Yeah, probably it most likely wouldn't but i'm gonna ask when i'm there anyway what the worst yeah. they're gonna say is no which no. is probably what they're gonna say but <laughs> maybe maybe not maybe they'll say hey if you can pull it off go ahead we'll take your money knowing that yeah hey and i'll see where they pair me if they pair me with frank and bear ball just switch to, to longbow <laughs> that's fine too might... i want the you to first... shoot longbow do what, Frank? I said I want you to shoot longbow. Talking to John, but both of you yeah. should play play around with the longbow at NFAA. One, <laughs> I mean, I can shoot it pretty good. It'd be fun to give it a go, but I, I don't have it really set up to shoot right now, and it takes a little while to switch between you know the forms and everything. It's it's kind of a pain for me. I don't like switching back and forth because I have to shoot slightly different. I think John's the same way, but he probably does better with the switching than I do. Do you still have the timber point, or do you have uh, Kagan's? 
Uh, I have one timber point and I have uh, one of Keegan's bows. Nice. You got the little one, like the native. No, I got the uh, Royal Huntsman. Okay. Um, I think it's like 40 couple pounds, but it feels pretty good, honestly. I would shoot probably some old CXLs off of it that are almost 23s. And I'm pretty confident I could shoot, you know, 280s with it. it it's, a, it's a sweet little bow. I want to hunt with it this year. How long is that? Uh, the one I have is 66 but I'm probably going to end up ordering a longer one from him, lighter weight to actually shoot indoor with. Nice. Cool. What's your, uh, what's your longbow, John? Timber point, right? The timber point. Yeah. 30, 39 pounds on the fingers. Is that the one that you shaved the window out on? Oh, it looks like hell. <laughs> I put a grinder right to it. I put, uh, cause it's so personal. It's like, you know, you got these tools like barebow, you can change stuff. You could put a different grip on it. Um, yep. But longbow, you can't. So, yeah. I mean, it was a good grip. It just wasn't, it wasn't a grip that I could shoot a barebow and then shoot the longbow. So, yeah, I made the grip to fit me instead of me fitting the grip. Mm -hmm. But yeah, there, I shaved the sides. I, I cut the center a little bit more. Yeah, I remember seeing that. Put tape on it and throw the grip on it. And oh, yeah, it does, it's not. I do a very bad disservice to the bow, but hey, if it works, it works. <laughs> if it works, it works. All right, guys. Well, I think that's about it. We got everything covered here. So I think we're going to kill the live feed and um, call it a night. You guys, thanks for jump, jumping on. And John, thanks for coming in late. I had a birthday, yep. party, birthday dinner to go to, so yeah. couldn't get out of it. No worries. <laughs> My birthday will be in Louisville. Are we going out that night? What's the plan? That's Friday. Friday yeah. night? Uh, Thursday night. Thursday, so perfect. Thursday night. Final. And we're off. We don't shoot Friday, so John, perfect. you can get drunk. <laughs> off of one white claw. <laughs> yeah, that'll do the job. <laughs> one white claw. And one Frank, we'll get Frank a bunch of boilios. <laughs> I'll bring some boilo for everybody. I'll bring some coffee boilo. Um, all right, guys. You have a good night. All I'll right. See you guys in a couple of weeks. Thanks everybody for joining in. Peace out. See ya. All right. Easy.